You know, there's some that are forgotten in divorce. Many of us are concerned with our children and we think of little children, but adult children can be forgotten and they can be suffering and they can be challenged recovering from divorce as well. So tune in and listen to my guest and I, Linda Hirschman, who is an authority on gray divorce, discuss the impact of divorce on adult children. Listen in. Hi, beautiful. I am so excited about our episode today. I've got a great, fabulous guest who is returning to share information with us. This is Linda Hirschman. If you remember, she talked to us in the past about the trends in gray divorce. And now, a topic that's really near and dear to my heart that is so overlooked, and that is how should we deal with adult children during the divorce? So often all the focus is on the little tiny children and the adult children are kind of thought to be, oh, well, they're adults, they can handle anything. So Linda's gonna help me uh, understand and to help you come up with ideas of what to do. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she's also the author of Gray Divorce, Everything You Need to Know About Later Life Breakups. Hi, Linda. It's so good to have you here today. Thank you for coming. Beverly, thank you so much for having me back again, and thank you for the double adjectives, great and fabulous. <laughs> High bar to reach, but I'll do my best. Oh, you are wonderful. <clears throat> so tell me a little bit about the phenomena of adult children and divorce and what you're seeing. Okay. First, I want to start with a concept called ambiguous loss. Okay. And ambiguous loss is it's not, I didn't develop it. There is a book written by a psychologist called Pauline Boss, and the book is named Ambiguous Loss. But ambiguous losses refer to losses that generally are not recognized by society as losses, for which there is no community support and for which there are no morning rituals and generally there's a lack of closure on them as well okay and the reason i bring that up is to piggyback on what you were saying about the attention not being paid to the the and i'm going to use the acronym acods adult children of divorce okay so there it's out there and now i'll just be saying acods for the rest of our time together okay <clears throat> and as you said, people tend to assume that because they're adults, they can just suck it up and deal with it. Exactly. That they have yes. their own lives, that they can understand what is happening or at least understand that it is happening and deal with it. Mm -hmm. But in reality, ACODs actually suffer very different, but sometimes even worse losses in the divorce process than yes. their younger counterparts. Yes, they're and, so much more aware. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but it gets into, and we'll be talking about this. It gets into a lot of family dynamics. It gets into a lot of broken promises, things like that, that younger children don't experience. And the reason that I got particularly interested in this is when I was writing my book, Great Divorce, Everything You Need to Know About Later Life Breakups, I had given it to one of my beta readers. And when she was finished reading the book, she said to me, the book is fabulous, but what about the ACODs? Mm -hmm. And... I had no idea what she was talking about. And of course she explained it. And then I said, you are right. What about the ACOTs? And mm-hmm. so that became a chapter in the book and also an interest and issue that I bring up when I'm working with individuals or couples who are divorcing or divorce questioning over age 50. Right, right. Well, you know, a lot of times I think we think that our grown children have their own lives. They're busy. Some of them have their own children. They've got jobs and and they're mature. You know, for example, mine are in their 30s. So I come across with the instant reaction of shouldn't they just be able to understand and move on? Why is it such a big deal to them? And I've learned the hard way from feedback Mm -hmm. of my children that it is not that simple for them. What, What are you seeing? Hi, everyone. As parents, we often have gut feelings when something just isn't right. And this can be especially true in co parenting arrangements where one parent is struggling with addiction. If you're co parenting with an ex who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe. Attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and your kids are able to maintain healthy relationships with both parents. To sign up, Soberlink's offering $50 off your device for our listeners. Visit www.soberlink.com empowered, and that will be in the show notes as well. Well, and some of it does speak to exactly what you just said that you went in with the assumption of they're mature, they should be able to understand and move on. And nobody asks them. Mm -hmm. Nobody listens to their feelings. Nobody validates their feelings. And imagine if you went through a big upheaval in your family and nobody asked you anything about how you were doing. Right. Yeah. So just by virtue of the fact, and that's where we get to the concept of ambiguous loss, that it's not recognized. Right. But to get into some more concrete reasons, 
there are, and just interrupt me anytime because you sure. know me well enough to know that I can just <laughs> rattle this off and talk about this ad nauseum. You keep going, so. girl. <laughs> All right. So some of the obvious losses are things like loss of family traditions. Right. You know, things the family always used to do together. And of course, families with younger children also experience that, although at least in this day and age, families with younger children are more likely to try to continue a lot of the family traditions. Whereas, again, when the children are adults, you think, well, I don't need to do this anymore. I don't want to be around that jerk that I just Mm -hmm. divorced. Right. And also, it gets really, really complicated for the ACODs when there are other divorces in the system. So you've always had Thanksgiving dinner at your mother's house. All right. Mm -hmm. Now your mother and father are divorced. Your mother has a new partner. Your father has remarried. You have a husband. Your husband has parents who are divorced. And (laughs) each of them has new partners. So as a mathematician, I make a really good therapist, but I think you can (laughs) visualize all of the complications and permutations and ways that ACODs have to try to navigate all these different families that are potentially happening here. Now, when you're talking about an ACOD, what kind of age ranges are you thinking? Well, traditionally we talk about, ACOD refers to age 18. Okay, age 18. And granted, there are differences in the ways 18-year-olds process things and their emotional maturity level and the ways 28 or 38-year-olds process things sometimes. And the way a two- or four-year-old does, yeah. Exactly. But since we're talking about the ages, I'll give you a little fun fact here. Okay. The worst time for parents to split up is when their kids are first going off to college. Yes, I have heard that. Yes. And so this is and where why we're talking is about. Why is that? Because, Change of life for them? Well, going to college is a transition time. And especially if you're going away to school. Mm-hmm. It's a transition time. And it's a time of individuation and trying to establish your own identity and meeting new people and learning who you are. And sometimes for some people, having the opportunity to be exposed to people and situations for the first time that they never got if they stayed in the same neighborhood all of their lives and had the same friends throughout the times they were growing up. And so when your 18-year-old goes off to college and you let them know that you're getting divorced, they can't transition. They're stuck in this limbo. They've got one foot over here in school, and they've right. got one foot at home. And they're constantly worrying about what is going on at home. 
And right. is everybody and might, okay? Yeah, and they might not even be able to afford to go to college, right, after the parents' divorce because of well, financial right. reasons. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually going to talk about that in a second, but okay. sticking with the inability to transition, pragmatic things of where am I going to be over Christmas vacation? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm eight, <laughs> I'm 18 and my parents going to try and impose some kind of custody or visitation schedule on me. Right. And so they have all these questions. It gets even worse for ACODs of color. And yes, I can see that. Yes. And this is where you are even more likely to not only run into financial issues because communities of color typically have less inheritable wealth than right. do Caucasian communities. Right. But also there are a lot of responsibility issues. So when the parents divorce and they don't have many assets to begin with, then there's much less to divide. And oftentimes older parents might have to go back to work where they might have Mm -hmm. to get a couple of jobs and they may not be able to pay for their children's schooling. And so, yeah. Or sell the the family home that the child's used to always coming back to Right. And also ACODs of color tend to, when their parents divorce, be put into roles of having more caretaking responsibilities for their younger siblings. Yes. I can see that. And yeah. So this is why when I'm working with people who are divorce questioning, or have decided they're going to divorce, I say to them, and when it comes up that, yeah, we're just waiting until the kids go to college, and I say to them, either do it now or wait a few years. Don't do it when the kids first go to college. I think there's such a misunderstanding about children and divorce. You know, even when children are very young, I hear the parents say they stayed in an abusive or an unloving marriage for so long because of the children. But you think about what you were role modeling for them. You were role Mm -hmm. modeling a loveless marriage or an abusive marriage, or that's how women and men are treated. Um, And then I would think when you're talking about adult children, it can be even more significant because they can understand the roles between men and women even more. When you are in a marriage where you do very well transactionally, you get Uh along well, you co-parent well, it's just the love is gone. And you wait until the kids are adults to get divorced. The ACODs start to question their own judgment and their own experience. They start to ask themselves the question, was my whole life a lie? I thought I came from this great family where my parents loved each other. And one of the things that brings them into therapy later on 
are trust issues. How can I trust in a relationship? And how can I trust my own judgment? And typically, ACODs don't go into therapy talking about their parents' divorce and having, in some ways, internalized that belief that, well, I'm an adult, I should be able to deal with it. They come in for other relationship issues. Mm -hmm. And then if the therapist is asking the right questions and doing a deep dive with them, it will come up. They found out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I know I've heard, um, I've heard my daughter say about, you know, we have, um, two sides of the family on my side, I was an only child. So there wasn't a large family at all on their father's side. There were cousins and a much larger family. And I have heard them say exactly what you said about, you know, um, they never told us things. So I feel like it was a lie or I feel like everything was hidden and a secret. Um, are, are those things you hear as well? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And the other thing I like to remind people when they are asking the questions, how is this going to impact my children? That your children are not an aggregate and each child Mm -hmm. has their own personality, their own processing style. They're coming in with their own stuff. And if you have three children, probably one of them is going to say, it's about time. I didn't understand why you stayed so long. One of Mm -hmm. them is going to say, you've just ruined my life. And the other (laughs) one is going to say, okay, um, I'm glad you, you want to go that. out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, okay. Yeah. And yeah. And so it's really important to not think them. of your children as a cluster and you know, to give attention to each of them. I can't help but in my mind contrast young children and older children as you're talking. And I think particularly being a single mom, when children are a bit younger, it's so hard to juggle everything that I was always doing everything with both children rather than, you know, one and then the other. And so just like you said, it was almost like they were a unit rather than two individual children. And I Mm -hmm. would think that the risk is even greater with adult children, because you just think of them as all grown up and they're over here. Many people feel divorce is a death sentence, but with the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. It can also be a time of growth and progress. As a divorce and empowerment coach, I'm an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, 
learn skills to help you communicate and negotiate, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. Yes. Yeah. So Mm. I wanted to get back to the financial repercussions for a moment because I did have, we, I got off on talking about eight cuts of color, Um, but I wanted to talk in a general sense about some of the other financial implications. And as I said, broken promises, the adults may have grown up hearing I'm going to pay for your college or I'm going to pay for your law school or I'm going to pay for your wedding or I'm going to give you a down payment on a house. And they have organized their lives around that promise. And Mm -hmm. suddenly the parents are dividing the assets and they may need to go back and say, sorry, can't do this. And they're also can be penalties in terms of loss of childcare for their own children. Right. If they have grandparents who take the children a lot, who take the children one day a week or a couple days a week or right. whatever. And suddenly one of the grandparents moves away or mm-hmm. If one of them has to go back to work, they can end up losing their child care. And I would think health issues could play a huge role in that as well, the older that you get for the grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. The difference, though, is that there's an expectation that your parents are going to get older and at some point they won't be capable, but that is a different kind of thing than if your parents are no longer together and your childcare goes away. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So one of the things I like to do with every single guest is ask them for three tips or three takeaways for the audience to really help them understand this topic uh, even more. What would you suggest to the audience? Um, It's interesting you said that because what I was going to offer is if people sign up for my newsletter, on lindahirschman.com, they will get three mistakes parents make with their adult children. Okay, perfect. So, but I can go back and talk about this, and I'm not sure what you're thinking about from a time standpoint, whether you want to get into the family dynamics and the loyalty issues, or if that's too much to cover for today. That's probably a little bit too much for today, but I think that so far you've covered so much, you know, from the standpoint of, for example, remember, even though they're adults, that they're always going to be your children. Mm -hmm. 
And yes, I know that I've seen some adults lean on their children just like they were a friend and complain right. about the other spouse and that kind of thing. Right. And so one of the tips that I would give is, as you said, your children are your children. They are not your friends. Do not lean on them for your own support. Gotcha. And as per the positive action step on that, get your own support systems in place. Mm -hmm. Yep. Work with a therapist, work with a coach, have your girlfriends or your whomever friends right. be engaged in your life. Don't look to your adult children to right. parent you. And I think a part of that is being careful not to make your children feel sorry for you, that you're so lonely or you're so broken so that they then become uh, almost like the parent to parent you, to fix you. Right. Yeah. And also reckon, and this gets right into the family dynamic stuff that when the adult children become the caretaker for the parent, it's a double-edged sword because number one, it's a heavy responsibility that should not be their responsibility, but there's also reward in that too. Mm -hmm. There, there are intrinsic rewards for the adult child to be that close to their parent and right. to feel special and to feel like they've got some control in that. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you're not putting your child in that role. Right. And a big thing, a big tip is listen to them, ask them, listen, and validate their feelings. Yep. Absolutely. You don't want to dismiss. Feelings are feelings. Mm -hmm. Feelings are not facts. Yep. And so even if they've got something that they're not understanding correctly, you can validate their feelings without getting into the facts of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. And I encourage so them to get their own support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they need it. Yeah. And because they're probably also um, feeling like, not only do other people think they should have it together, they're probably thinking about that, man, I should, I should be able to pull it together. I should be able to handle this. And so I'm going to stuff any bad feelings I have inside just to get through it because my parents are having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And what I would say, because your question was about tips for the parents in relationship to their ACODs, but what I would also say, if there are any ACODs listening, mm 
that it would be very beneficial for you to work with a therapist who can help you with boundary setting. Yes. And help you with the guilt that you'll probably experience when you're learning to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. And, And then I think one huge one too for the parents is don't put the kids in the middle, no matter what age your kids are. Yeah. 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 That always, 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 always. Linda, this has been absolutely so informative. And I think you hit on so many things that are so overlooked. We were only able to get the tip of the iceberg. How can our listeners find you to learn more? Well, you can go to my website, which is Linda Hirschman, H-E-R-S-H-M-A-N dot com. And you will get all the information about the presentations I'm giving if I, at some point, if I'm doing any workshops, any promos that I have on the book. And as I said, if you sign up for the newsletter right now, you'll get three mistakes parents make with their adult children. But I am giving tip sheets now on a regular basis. So you'll get those if you're on the newsletter list. Not so great. Thank you so much for being my guest again today. And just again, a reminder to the audience, if you'd like to hear more from Linda, you can look at our past episode where Linda speaks to us about gray divorce. It was a super episode, but thank you again, Linda, for being my guest today. Thanks for having me back again, Beverly, anytime. All of Linda's information will be available in the show notes along with mine, and you can find them at HerEmpowereddivorce.com, on the podcast page, or on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also watch the video version on our YouTube channel, Her Empowered Divorce. Thank you so much for listening to us today and stay empowered. How do you navigate divorce without destroying family relationships or finances? I'm Jamie Davis, board certified family law attorney, mediator, and host of A Year in a Day Divorce Without Destruction. On my podcast, I talk with everyone from marriage therapists and financial planners to private investigators and parenting coordinators to uncover what you need to know to have the best legal and emotional divorce experience possible, though it's not legal advice. Tune in to A Year in a Day, Divorce Without Destruction every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Thank you for listening to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. Remember, divorce doesn't have to be a death sentence. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. And it can also be a time of growth and empowerment. 
A divorce and empowerment coach is an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation at HerEmpowereddivorce.com. And be sure to check out my other episodes of Her Empowered Divorce podcast and resources on my website or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This will help me reach out to more women in the same space so you are not so alone. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.